Hi folks, my name is Kevin Dunn, and welcome to Agency Unfiltered, a bi-weekly web series and podcast that interviews agency owners around agency growth, operations, and scale. Nobody knows how to scale agencies better than those that are already doing it, and they're happy to share an unfiltered look into what has worked and what hasn't. In this episode, we have our first returning guest, Gabriel Marguglio, CEO of Nextiny Marketing. From Sarasota, Florida, we talk about how his team realized an opportunity around technology and software, learn about the opportunities available for platform consultancy agencies, the additional value you can drive with technology and tech stack development, and the best way to validate potential software partners. Agency Unfiltered, let's go. Gabriel, welcome back Thank to you. Agency Unfiltered uh, from Sarasota. Yeah. Um, this is an important episode because you're actually the first guest that we've had uh, a second time. Yes. So now you're setting a new precedent. But I think today is going to be a great conversation uh, simply because you and Nextiny Marketing have great experience working with platforms and integrations and, and tech stacks. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's, it's fair to say that, that softwares and technology is speaking to each other like never before, and that presents an opportunity for agencies, uh, both for solving for clients, uh, but I would imagine that there's some revenue opportunities as well. Definitely. I feel like there's a huge opportunity for agencies to embrace software. I feel like there's, there's such a, I, I see it on video, you know, it's like I compare it with the video side of things. People are not doing video because they feel it's so hard and sure. expensive and same thing, same situation, same opportunity, uh, embracing software and embracing a platform without going all in on, you know, choosing one platform right here, right now in HubSpot, but uh, definitely choosing a platform and embracing the platform. Uh, you can, first of all, generate more value for, for your customers and differentiate your agency, which is huge right now because everybody's doing the same thing, right? Everybody's blogging, everybody, everybody can blog, everybody can send emails. How do you differentiate your agency? Software is definitely the answer. Gabriel, if I'm an agency, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm bought in on this idea. I don't currently do it at all for myself or for my clients. I'm, I'm very familiar with, you know, maybe like a resell of HubSpot, building some services on top of it. Where and how do I get started? What's the blueprint uh, to, to enter this kind of new, new opportunity? And th there's two things. One, as an agency, you can, you can choose to just start using a tech stack, start testing tools, and start you know, offering this to your customers to generate more success, to generate more value out of the same you know, activities that you do. Because in the end, we're all blogging, we're all doing SEO, all, but if you add layers of quality or layers of features or layers of intelligence, uh, and insights, then all that it creates with the same amount of time, you create more value, therefore more growth. So that is the first thing that I would recommend agencies. And then, of course, all of that takes you to the next level. It's like you can uh, help companies find their tech stack too. So at Nextiny, what we did is we decided on our tech stack core software uh, options, which is what we do for everybody. HubSpot, Wistia, Databox, 7, to, Sensio. So to execute on this retainer, this is the software. This is what yep. you need. But also we continue to learn, learn on other, uh, other software that we know could add more value and we keep adding layers depending on the needs of the customer. So if we take on this specific industry or this specific customer that text messages are more important or calls are more important or video are more important, then we can add layers like Panadoc or Snap App or specific software that does one thing. Yeah. So, uh, so I feel like 
learning what software does and how to connect it and how to get the value out of it is the key right there. And you mentioned, so to build that core stack, you mentioned that there's a lot of testing that has to happen, right? So there's this evaluation process on what sort of technology needs to go into your agency's stack. What's that evaluation process look like? How do you know it's something you want to add in? Like, how do you validate the, these various softwares? So for us, um, we started by, of course, we started with HubSpot. HubSpot is the, the, the hub, the main, uh, the core part of everything. You know what, when you have HubSpot in the middle, then what you do is you connect everything to HubSpot. Some of the software that you choose is not going to be connected directly to HubSpot because it might be something that is external, like an SEO tool like or something like that. But what we are always trying to do is we're trying to find software that integrates as much as possible with HubSpot because that helps us make the most out of the tool. So that's number one. If you choose a platform, it's going to be a lot easier to find software that connects with that platform and makes that platform, that software works a lot better for you. So then how do you decide where to start, right? Um, we wanted to do video three and a half years ago. So we decided to find the best video um, tool at that time that integrated with HubSpot that was Wistia. So we started working with Wistia. And it's not just the software that's important. For me, the key is the partnership. And I feel like that's what a lot of agencies don't see is the opportunity to create another partnership. So um, we're HubSpot partners, then we're Wistia partners then we're Databox partners, then we're Seven Sense partners. These partnerships are not just a piece of software that does something and it gives me a new feature and maybe a little bit of value for my customers. We create content together, we co-market, we create workshops together. So there's a whole value that comes out of that partnership and it also puts us, puts us in a place of being the authority in these things. So now there's content by Gabriel, by Nextiny posted, in the data box blog. We're creating videos for seven cents. We're creating you know, co-marketing opportunities. We're going to events with Wistia. So these things help us as an agency and also the more we do this, the more we learn about the software, therefore we can create more success for our customers. How do we test? We test, 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 test all the time, be testing. And um, one of the things that we were talking about before yeah. is how do you find these software? Of course, there's a software, there's a connect, uh, directory yep. at, in HubSpot if you're using a platform. Yeah. There's a marketplace where you can find the best ones and reviews and all the stuff. Now, the way we do it is depending on what we need, we would find one or two different software and evaluate them, but we also rely on our partners. So if we started with Databox and Databox is amazing and I talk to Pete constantly and he's the CEO and then I'm like, hey Pete, what other software do you recommend? He, taught, he said, hey, why don't you check InCycle? This is a tool that helps you clean up your HubSpot database. We became InCycle partners and created content with InCycle. So I feel like relying on your partnerships to bring more partnerships yeah. and to bring more software to your tech stack is crucial because these people are people you can trust. These people are people that are doing it. They know how to create software, how to market software, and they know what other people are doing and if they're doing it right. Right. So, I mean, there's this whole element within this network of like word of mouth and suggestions and referrals, right? It's a little bit like voice of the customer optimization, Gabe, is what we're talking Definitely. about. Um, is it, uh, who owns the, the, the testing? Is it just for the, the Nextiny account? Or do you ever, if this is a software you've never done before, but you know it might be a fit for a particular client, will you test in their portal? How do you, how do you approach this is, this is amazing because we, of course, want to test it with ourselves. But 
ourselves are not the best case study for every single software, right? Uh, we do a lot of videos, so Wistia was easy to test it with ourselves and then show other people what we're doing. Uh, we also have a, internally a philosophy of not just testing things, but creating more value over time for our customers. And how do you create more value? How do you upsell a customer next year? Creating more value for them. So one of the things we do is we'll go back to our customers and say, hey, I will do this for free for you. Mm -hmm. Or I want to test, you know, I don't know, conversion. I, I want to test, you know, um, bots and chat and live chat. I want to do some conversational marketing for you. I'm not going to go all in and create 50 different funnels for you. I'm going to create one or two bots. We're going to put them in the right places. We're going to say this is a high impact page, high conversion page. Let's put a bot here instead of just the form. See if we can increase the conversion rate. By doing one or two of these things, implementing the bot from HubSpot, or if you're testing software, that specific piece of software, we can then generate more value for free, create a case study, test the, the tool to see if it's amazing or not, incorporate that software as part of our test stack and already have a case study for it. Right. So then we can go back to our other customers from what we learn, we can tweak, we can optimize, and then offer that as a service. So generating more value also allows us to create a new service that we can provide so we can upsell current customers, sell bigger retainers in the future. It, the, it keeps growing and growing. And because it was a pilot or a test, it's low stakes. If it doesn't work, yeah. you just pull it out. Exactly. Um, you bring up pricing. That's kind of where I wanted to go next. Um, here's your tech stack. I would assume that all of them come with their own unique billing and costs and payment structures. How do you consolidate that or like how do you organize that for your clients? But then also the second half of the question would be what's the impact look like for your services, your retainers, your costs? Definitely. So in the beginning we used to say, oh here, uh, Wistia's this money and then seven cents, go buy this and create that account there and you need an email and you need, you're gonna get an email when you get it, click on it, don't forget. Like that would drive people crazy. And actually, one of, one of our customers told us, hey, why don't you uh, package this thing? And I was like, that is a great idea. So what we started doing is packaging, okay, you pay your retainer, and then you pay HubSpot, and then you pay a software package. And we will manage this for you. We don't have to, you don't have to worry about creating accounts, deleting accounts, using the account, paying for it. Yeah your credit card, my credit card, we manage it all. At the same time, we went back to software companies and cut better deals with them so we can get a discount for our customers. Therefore, we get $1,000 worth of software for 500 bucks. Right. Or we can get more software to test it on other customers or things like that. So we cut a deal with the software company because we're doing so many things together because of that partnership that we were talking about. Right. At the same time, I can say 500 bucks is your software package. I was going to say, does that trickle down to the customer and say it's actually more cost effective to purchase that yes. software through you, uh, or is that a profit margin opportunity? It's, it's, it, it your clients aren't listening. No, so. no, it depends. <laughs> it depends on how you want to do it. Sometimes companies like agencies say, well, if I get a discount, then I'll still charge this. Or sometimes companies don't even say how much it is, and you can charge whatever you want. Yeah. And th those are some of the different selling opportunities that software companies bring to you. In my situation is, give it to me as, as inexpensive as possible, so I can use this for everybody. Mm -hmm. Because if you do that, then I'm gonna have a lot of case studies. I'm gonna write a lot of content for you. So I believe that that's the best situation with an agency and a software company. Uh, at the same time, we sell 
the idea of us having great partnerships, therefore you pay less for software. It. And it's, it's easier because we manage it and then you're gonna pay less than if you were buying all of those. A la carte, so to speak. A la carte. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, in the end, we decided instead of doing $500 or $600, 10%. Your, your retainer is $5,000. Software, $500. $10,000, software, $1,000. It's always 10%. It's an easy math and it works. Mm. Uh, and again- But I mean, the, the flexibility to do that relies on the partnerships that you create with exactly, all these. Yeah. Exactly, because again, if you start adding software, it could be a lot of money. At the same time, how do we decide which software we keep? Does it create value for our customers? Right, that's the end game, right? One thing, and, and again, there's, there's a whole conversation you got, uh, you know, Scott Brinker talking about it all the time. Utilization, are we using the software that we buy? You know, it, we're using the software 20%, 30%. In the end, who cares? If this piece of software that costs 50 bucks helps me solve this problem, and create more value for the, for the customer, I will keep it. Right. If it costs 500 bucks and it solves a problem that creates value and it's more than 500, I will keep it. Therefore, that's the decision-making um, process. Mm -hmm. It's not, are we using all of it? Are we not using all of it? Now, going back to using software or not, one thing we do is we analyze, okay, let's, this year, let's analyze all the software that we have in our tech stack Let's find three things that this software can do so we can keep adding value. That's, that's part of the process. It's not just testing software and start using it because then you get automatic and you use one feature yeah. and then you waste everything else. But create a process internally in your company to test software and to decide what to keep, what to remove, and what, how you can use the software more and more to generate even more value. Right. So yeah, functionality uh, A, mm -hmm. that's what you lean on for a particular client, but you have to be familiar with B, C, and D. Mm -hmm. Sounds like those are uh, growth opportunities, upsell oh, opportunities, whatever it might be. And we fire software companies too. That's the other thing. We've done it many times because two things, either the software doesn't do what they said they did or the value is not there, or more importantly, the partnership is not there. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's crucial too. If I don't believe there's a human partnership that actually is beneficial for everybody, we don't want to work with them. Same as customers or employees or everything. It's the, we want to have a great partnership. Right, makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned that the software piece is 10% of the total services yeah. agreement. Do you see an impact of tech stack consultancy set up uh, onto the services piece? Is it like a, a more hours that are billable for you guys? Is it an additional service? What does it look like from the services side of the company? What happens is we can charge more because we are generating more value. In the end, it's easy. It's not about, hey, I'm going to be managing your tech stack, so I need more money. Right, right. It's, I'm generating more value for you because I'm doing video or because I'm sending emails at the right time. So for the overall sense. value of the agreement Bingo. is Bingo. And, yep. and then again, we create a case, we have case studies about how we use software, and that differentiates our agency because by closing the loop within cycle, I can save four hours a month for you, and those four hours go back to you. Because instead of me using these hours to close customers manually, simple example, I'm actually using those four hours to generate success. So you're paying for my hours, I'm using those hours for you, not to manage software. Does that make sense? And, and, and the value is two ways, is can I save time with it or can I create money with it? Sure, Right. yep. Mm -hmm. That's great. Awesome. Um, 
as you mature in this process, I would imagine that there's some operational uh, nuances to being able to do this successfully. So obviously we talked about how to get started. We talked a little bit about go to market. As I want to fully adopt this and operationalize this, what does an agency need to change about their structure to make it happen? Uh, did you hire somebody net new or, or kind of who, who owns this at Nextony? First of all, I have a lot of fun with this. So I'm the owner and we're a, a, a small agency. We're a lean agency um, and we're proud of that. Actually, that's part of who we are. And the way that we can do what we do with the amount of people that we have is with the utilization of software to actually generate more value, right? Um, what we did is, first of all, I test a lot of stuff. I create a lot of those partnerships. That's a lot of the business development that I do is creating these amazing partnerships because it helps us grow. So I dedicate time of my day to create partnerships and create these opportunities so then we can create content together or do these things together or things like that. Uh, at the same time, we have a software manager, Brian. He's awesome. He loves it. He tests software with me. We get excited about it. We have a meeting every week talking about what we're testing, what, what is working, what's not working. We have meetings with software companies all the time. And he's like, no, this doesn't, that, this is not AI. It says it was AI, but it isn't. So uh, have someone that's excited about that internally, that loves software, that understands the value of software. And it's also involved in the strategy side of things in the agency. He's a, he's a senior account manager. He's not just some guy, right? So he knows how we generate value and how we generate success for our customers. Therefore, he knows how a software can help with that. Does that make sense? 100%. And so when you loop Brian in to say, hey, like obviously he's passionate about it. He's gonna help you out with this. Um, was there any uh, unique elements to like training him on, on validation, evaluation of, of softwares, how we should be going to market with, with this element of our business? Like, was there a training aspect to it? There's not, we didn't do a specific training. What we did is we did it a lot, yeah. right? We, we incorporated software on pretty much everything that we do. Um, also, Brian, what it does, what he does is he tests the software with me and we create these partnerships, but then we, we deploy this to the agency because it's not just Brian. Brian doesn't own all software pieces. He is part of the process, but then Kara, our strategist, needs to be part of the process because she's gonna be the one developing strategy for you know customers. And then if we're talking video, then it's Isabella and Aaron. And so, so then people that are involved in the process have to be part of the uh, software decision. Sure. So then once we test it and we define this works, this doesn't work, Let's deploy it into three customers. Hey, Isabella, test this thing. Or, hey, Aaron, do this. Or, you know, we're using OS content now. It's an SEO tool. It's amazing. You can do research with it. We just gave it to Dylan and Brian, and Dylan is doing all the content. So he owns content. Therefore, he's going to test it in a different level. At the end of the day, it's right? a shared responsibility based on whose job function does it, does it connect or you know, sync most with. Yeah. The same as video, software and tech stacks have to be own and they have everybody has to be excited about it yeah. i feel like you can't do this forcing it it can't be the ceo saying we're gonna do more software from now on and everybody's like it's a good ceo right? voice that's a good exactly. ceo voice yeah. right that's yeah. that's my ceo voice um it should be people actually enjoying this and really seeing the value of using software to save time and that's the key to them mm -hmm. that gets them excited mm -hmm. right and also to generate more with the same efforts. Sure. Uh, final question for you. Yeah. Now, 
as you may know, we tend to ask everybody that joins the show, what's the weirdest part of agency life? Mm -hmm. Now asking you the same question again, as this is your second time on the show, that feels that's gonna be too easy for you. Yeah. And so similar, but a little spin. I don't wanna say what's the weirdest software that mm -hmm. you've incorporated for a client or yourselves, yeah. but what's like the most unique use case that a software or a, a challenge that a, a software has solved for you that's a little uh, maybe outside the norm? I don't know if I would say the weirdest software that I've ever done, but I would say the software that analyzes heat maps and usage on websites, and you can actually watch a video of a person going through a website. We used to use Hotjar, now we use Lucky Orange, amazing software. It allows you to do so much more than just heat maps and that, but that feature helps me sell more and it helps me understand more. So we use it to understand user experience, right. how people go through the website. Every time we do a website analysis to do a redo, um, you know, we're doing a new website, yeah. we analyze how people are using the old website, and then we compare with the new one. We decide if people are clicking in places, but showing people how actual people are going through the website yeah. or showing a lead how they went through my You're, website. Oh yeah, look at how this works for it's us. It's the creepiest thing in the world. And it's amazing because it makes, it's always like, ah, like it always creates, what? Like it creates that moment and those moments are beautiful. So I would say that that is my favorite piece. I could tell you a million pieces of software that right. I love, but that's my favorite moment of all is when someone says, Oh my God, like that, it's, that is priceless right there. That's awesome. Awesome. Well, I have nothing left for you. Thanks, Gabe, for, for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Kevin. Uh, to have you. Mm -hmm. uh, and for everyone at home, this has been Agency Unfiltered. Take it easy. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Agency Unfiltered. If you like what you saw, heard, or read, make sure to subscribe to our playlist on YouTube, our podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, or our newsletter on agencyunfiltered.com. Alongside episode launch notifications, the newsletter also comes with a ton of other helpful, strategically curated agency content from yours truly. And if you wanna keep the conversation going or provide a counterpoint to this episode's discussion, tweet me at, at Kevin underscore Dunn. I'll see you again in two weeks, but in the meantime, keep it unfiltered and let's all grow.